Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today we are going to be talking about all of the events from Tuesday, March 9th of 2021. And I'm going to be honest, it's going to be, well, okay, there aren't a lot of events. I don't know if it's going to be a short episode, but it's there aren't a lot of events that happened today. So arguably it'll be shorter than yesterday where we had something in every country. Um, today it's like three out of the seven, four out of the seven or something. It's, it's definitely not a lot. Um, so it shouldn't take as long. So probably 20 to 30 minutes instead of almost an hour, which is what we were yesterday. Um, but there was a lot going on yesterday and it all needed to be talked about. So no apologies, but I know it was really long and I try, like I said, yesterday a ton, I try not to make them that long. So without further ado, let's jump in with the Belgian royal family. Belgium today is very interesting, Um, and what I mean by that is there were a couple of events, but I don't actually know when the events took place. I'll explain what I mean in just a minute. So the first thing that they shared via social media is that Queen Mathilde took part in a meeting with women from the Belgian province of Luxembourg, not to be confused with the the like sovereign nation duchy of Luxembourg, uh, which has its own monarchy. I just don't talk about them. Um, I think one of my summer episodes is probably going to be here are the royal families I don't talk about and why. Um, but like just like a little background information on all of them, um, because there are ones that I don't talk about. But like, um, we'll go into that another day. But so not to be conflu- confused with. Luxembourg itself. Uh, there is a Belgian province that is, I believe, just north of the sovereign nation of Luxembourg, uh, and it's also called Luxembourg. Um, and it's part of the Walloon province, which, if I remember correctly, is the French speaking part of Belgium. And so um, Mathilde and the women from this province had a discussion about the position that women have in Belgian society and some of the challenges that women face. And so this is, of course, with um, in respect to International Women's Day being yesterday. Um, And so this one all seemed fine and good. Um, She was wearing a yellow suit in the picture and a yellow suit on, like, the screen. They always show a screen image, too. Um, And so that seemed totally fine, totally reasonable. It's the next one where I get very confused. So basically what I'm saying here is Queen Mathilde has been taking part in a series of discussions with young with young people from Belgium about the various themes raised at the United Nations that affect young people's everyday lives. So this includes the sustainable development goals, climate change, and also issues related to young people. All very important things, and I do not mean necessarily to deter from the important conversations that were being had. Um, However, 
They shared a photo of Matilde facing her computer where she's always been doing these um, video conferences for the most part. Sometimes she'll do them in a different room, but for the most part, they're done here. Um, and she was in a blue suit, but then they showed the computer screen and she was in a yellow suit, like her conversation from International Women's Day. So it can be that they're happening over multiple days. They definitely have done that before, or like they didn't take any head-on pictures yesterday, and so they did them today, or vice versa. Like, I just... <laughs> it's definitely not a thing. Like, oh my god, there are so many more important things happening in the world. But like, this is what my heart hung on to today, is it just seems so confusing and so unnecessarily confusing. Like, I don't understand why they have them. So you can see, I'm going to post them all on the website, um, and you can see what I'm talking about in the difference of clothing. clothing. Um, I'm also wondering if this is like, do you remember those, that like dress that you either saw it in blue and black or white and gold or the shoes, the Vans shoes that I think were like teal and white or you, or pink and white, one of the two, like, is it that kind of thing? I don't know, but I found the whole thing hilarious to me. Um, I really just enjoyed that. But anyway, that's what was going on in Belgium today. Again, I don't necessarily mean to take away from the importance of having conversations with young people. Like, that is incredibly important, but like, this is definitely what my heart hung on to. So that's what was going on in Belgium. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to the British royal family. In the UK today, there wasn't a whole lot happening publicly, um, which again, just doesn't really surprise me, um, given everything that's going on. Um, but, or however, I guess, the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall today did have a couple of outside engagements um, focused on the vaccination efforts throughout the UK. Uh, so first, Charles Charles visited a majority black church called Jesus House that has actually been converted into a pop-up vaccination clinic to make sure that people, um, minority people, are able to receive their vaccination at an equal rate as the majority of people. Um, and, okay, I'm going to just separate things a little bit here um, because this became a thing in and of itself just because of other things that are happening and I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it, but it's kind of hard not to talk about it in this context, but we're ignoring this. Um, but I, I don't know if this was an intentional thing after the interview or not. I'm not necessarily implying that. I am speculating that, but anyway. Okay, moving on. Sorry, talked about it. Um, but like this is a huge deal, right? Like equal access to the vaccination is such an important thing. And minority groups 
are typically left out of the convert, not out of the conversation, but like it's not as easily accessible for them to get the vaccine. Um, I think there are communities maybe in California or something where they did like a voucher system type of thing and rich white people basically bought their place to get their vaccination, leaving minorities completely like lacking. Now, I don't know. I do believe that um, because Americans are horrible. Um, But I found that to be interesting. But like that's happening everywhere. Like more affluent people are typically white and um, this is a huge generalization and is nowhere close to, like, actual reality, but um, there is a good bit of the minority people who are not um, in wealthy, privileged positions. Um, there certainly are, um, and then there are certainly white people who are in impoverished positions as well. Completely understand that. But generally speaking, um, minorities... Black, Asians, um, etc., do not have equal access to the vaccination program. So when a majority black church sets up one, um, I just think that's awesome and really important. And I wish um, we're not doing in this in my state. I can't speak to other states, but we don't have pop-up vaccination clinics or like large-scale vaccination clinics. I think we're getting them, but we don't have them yet. Um, and so like we're relying on our doctors and our pharmacies and our, maybe our hospitals. I don't even know. Um, but like the elderly people in my life have gotten theirs from pharmacies. Um, so not pop-up locations or anything like that, but that is definitely, I think just a really cool option. And I like enjoy that the royal family as a whole put a spotlight on that. Um, And then later on in the day, Charles and Camilla visited Skipton House, which I didn't do any research as to what Skipton House is, but maybe it's like a community gathering space or something, um, where they spoke to um, NHS England staff and defense staff about the um, ways they are working together to help the vaccination rollout for the country. Um, which is also obviously critical to um, large-scale vaccinations. So uh, vaccinating on a large scale, you're going to need someone who has some logistical know-how, and that's typically going to be in the defense world. So I think it's awesome that they used, um, you know, the British military to do the vaccination rollout. Um, So that's what was going on kind of public facing. Um, And now we are going to take a quick peek at the court circular. I'm going to hope that the way I did this actually is going to work. I pre-saved the story, but I didn't um, read it yet. It didn't transfer. Are you serious? Okay. I did it from my phone, not my iPad, and I'm trying to look it up on my iPad. Bah! Someday this will get easy, I promise. Okay. The good news is it's working. It's just a slow process. Okay. 
Um, so today in Clarence House, uh, the Prince of Wales this morning visited Jesus' house. Um, later this afternoon, Charles held an uh, a meeting with representatives from InKind Direct, which I'm sure is a um, philanthropic society of some sort. And then later, the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall visited the NHS England London Skipton House, uh, which is what we just talked about. And then Kensington, the Duke of Cambridge held, he did his phone calls today, so let's see how many they had. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight phone calls today with NHS staff about vaccination rollout. So that is what was going on um, on the court circular and in the public facing world. Um, so with all of that, we are going to finish up the British royal family and move on. We are skipping both Denmark and the Netherlands because nothing happened in either of those countries today. So we are going to move on to uh, Norway. debating whether or not to make this its own segment but I'm going to although I'm probably going to regret this because I'm talking about this person later on in the week too um but I'll talk about it here so today um Crown Prince Akun sent a um telegram message to the president of Portugal Marcelo de Souza Rubio I think I've memorized this guy's name I don't know why other than he's a very hilarious person just to watch. Um, but uh, Akun, who is serving as regent, sent this message um, because President D'Souza Rubio has begun his second term as president of Portugal. So his election was held in January and he won. I'm going to go off on like a political nerd tangent just for a minute. Um, he won his re-election with like 61% of the vote from like five people. So here in the U.S., like, that is super uncommon too, but it's between typically two candidates, okay? Portugal has several predominant political parties. They're like every other European nation that has more than two. Um, I think the U.K. Pri primarily has two, but, like, every other country has more than two parties and never receives like majorities like this never 61 percent and this dude i mean marcelo de rubio or marcelo de souza rubio is he's awesome he is amazing like he's entertaining he's really fun um and like i'm so glad he got this re-election but it's crazy that he won with 61 percent so I, I don't, like I said, I don't really know, this doesn't really apply to the Royals, but I, I recognized it and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to talk about this for just a second. Um, but I also wanted to bring it up because I'm pretty sure 
Um, this is one of the first times that Akun has sent the messages. I know he did some um, in condolences, but he's never done like a congratulations, you're the president um, telegram before. Um, and so I found that to be incredibly interesting um, and just kind of one of those moments of like, okay, cool. Um, he's really doing his Regency well. Um, and so I do also want to say in regards to the Regency, because this is going to be a slower episode, um, because literally we only have Spain left. So I'm going to talk for just a second about Norway. Um, so King Harald is supposed to be returning to work on Monday is the tentative plan. Um, however, they don't have anything on the calendar past Friday. So the announcement should be coming out in the next couple days that he will be returning or he won't be. Um, I don't think they re announce his return. He just shows up on the calendar. Um, but that hasn't happened yet. So he's either going to be continuing his sick leave and or going back to work, um, which is literally the only options available. But um, as of right now, that hasn't been determined, which I'm shocked given that it's Tuesday um, and he's supposed to return officially on Sunday, I think, and then like act as king starting on Monday. Um, but nothing has been announced yet. And I think it was around this time in February when he was supposed to come back and it was announced like, no, he's not coming back for a month. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I just wanted to give everyone a little bit of an update. There is no update, uh, which is sad. Um, I'm just, I'm hoping that he's doing okay after his knee surgery and that everything is, is going better. Um, it's been a really hard year for King Harald in terms of health. Um, like the past year has just been really challenging. So we'll see what happens. Um, but definitely hope that he returns to work on Monday. Um, but for, for now, we are going to continue on with this podcast and we are going to move on to the Spanish royal family. are finishing up the day in Spain. I told you guys, this is not going to be a super long episode. I mean, I realize that it's already almost 20 minutes, but like not super long given that yesterday's was an hour. Um, but today King Felipe visited the Matacan school group, uh, for the, uh, Air Force. Sorry. <laughs> I think I've mentioned this before. Sometimes I write my outline, the Spanish part of the Spanish royal family part of my outline. I, I write it in Spanglish because I understand both languages enough. And then I remember that like this podcast is done in English. And so when I look at my outline, it was written um, as the Ejercito de Air, which is literally Air Force. Um, <laughs> but it just... I crack myself up when I do that because it's like, wh why? Like, I speak English 
all day, every day. I don't really speak Spanish. I'm taking on my Spanish lessons again and will continue learning Spanish. But like in my day-to-day -day life, I don't really speak Spanish. I will type in Spanish. I will um, do some other things in Spanish. But And by other things, I mean read and listen to Spanish. But I don't speak it a lot because I don't have anyone in my life to speak Spanish with. Um, so I'll like type with people in Spanish, but I'm not talking on the phone or anything like that. But then I realized this when I write, I'm like, oh, definitely should have translated Ejercito de Air because it's Air Force. Um, but anyway, he visited the school. Um, he toured a couple of their different uh, labs and areas that um, like training, training, training areas. That's the word. That's the combination I'm looking for there. Um, he met with students and personnel. And then he... <laughs> This is the most, I find this to be the most extra kind of thing that I've, I've seen in a while from Spain. I see Spain does some weird things every now and then, but this is like one of the weirdest. So he inaugurated these like ornamental planes and then took a picture with another one. And when I saw this, I was like, ornamental plane, what does this mean? Like, I don't understand. Well, then I looked, I saved through all the pictures that the royal households put up. So I was doing that and realized that ornamental plane literally means an ornamental statue, essentially. Um, so it's a plane that is no longer flying and it's put on like a stick. <laughs> it's a very large metal steel thing, like, cause it can hold a plane and then they form it so it looks like the plane is flying, but it's stationary and it's purely decoration. It's literally an ornamental plane. It's like ornamental flamingos. It is hilarious and I want to know if other countries do this. Like, I know in the US we have the Smithsonian like Air and Space Museum and this exists in the museum, but like, I can't say I've ever been to an Air Force base, so I don't know if this exists anywhere else, but I don't think it does. Like, I genuinely do not think it does. Um, if I'm wrong, feel free to correct me, but, like, I think it's funny. I think they're, they're fun. Um, but just what a, this is a generalization, but, like, what a Spanish thing to do. Um... Anyway, I also will say, so I, I don't love the military events that Felipe does typically. Um, like when he does these, they're, they're boring to me. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like this is just not, military is an important part of, part of Spain and it's an important part of Felipe's job. So like, I don't want to discredit that, but it is super boring for me. Um, but, like, that's okay. I don't have to like everything they do. Um, I just have to talk about it. But I, I want to tell you, like, oh, I don't like this. The exception is when he does Air Force things. And I don't know why. And I, I don't want to project necessarily. Um, but it seems to me as a casual... I'm not a casual watcher. I'm a close watcher. Um, Felipe seems to enjoy... The Air Force stuff, maybe the most. He seems to be the most engaged in it. 
um, in terms of like the conversations he's having. He laughs more at Air Force events from the videos that, you know, Casa Real puts out. Um, and all that to say, like, it's a very curated image, what I'm getting. So I don't know the real thing. Like, I don't know the real truth. I'm sure he enjoys all of them the same. Like, they are very important. But it seems like he relaxes a little bit more at Air Force events. And I, he has training in all the military, like, branches in Spain. But I think he studied the longest at the, like, Air Force Academy um, and I think that's where he felt maybe the most normal. I think it's where his friends are really from. Um, like in his close circle of friends, like I think they're mostly from Air Force Academy. Um, so I think there's just like a more comfort bro brotherhood with the Air Force. But I, I do, I did want to mention that because like, because he enjoys, or it appears to me that he enjoys them more. I I enjoy watching him do these things because he seems a little more interested. But again, curated images, maybe that's just the way it seems um, from the videos and stuff that they put out. But like, he did something similar with the Navy, I think earlier this year. And it wasn't, they didn't put out as much content from it. Whereas like today, I think it was like 26 pictures and like five videos or something. Um, which like props to them for their social media game, but like, I don't think it was this much for when he did his, um, naval events earlier this year. I don't remember though. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to say that because I found it interesting. Um, and so that brings us to the end of the episode. So please check out thedailyroyal.com, the Daily Royal on Instagram, like and review this podcast wherever you are listening, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday. Bye.